pre-chat. Um, yeah, hi. Thanks for listening, as always. So, this episode is with a wonderful actor called Lewis Reeves, who is in I May Destroy You and Unforgotten and the literally so many other things as well. We recorded this back in August. Um, it is such a lovely podcast, a lovely chat with Lewis, and uh, I hope you enjoy. Anyway, let's start now. Hello, Daniel Johnson here, and this is going to be episode one, two, three. This is Best Thing. Six categories, one amazing guest, new music, fat chicken, film reviews, and you, our lovely listeners. Thank you so much. You mean the world to me. I'll stop sucking up now. Okay, moving swiftly on, let's get into it. Our guest today is the great Lewis Reeves. He is a bright spark of stage and screen, and you may have recently seen him in I May Destroy You on the BBC and HBO. He's currently filming ITV's drama Unforgotten, where he plays DC Jake Collier. We talk all about his best things when it comes to food, TV and film, travel, music, random, and himself. He's great chat, and we'll be finding all about his best things. As always, we've got Adam Harris with his fat chicken, Bethia Beat Spring is the best in brand new music, and Film Bag, making sure we don't miss out on those must-see movies. Next up, Adam Harris's fat chicken. Wait to listen to the answer right at the end, and then interview with the wonderful Lewis Reeves. guys, Adam Fat Chicken here doing the fact checking for you. Apparently Bethia gets paid for her beats. Just found that out. Um, playing other people's songs. Here I am with one of my own facts for you. Has everyone got that uncle who um sort of really patriotic and oh, he says things like, oh, the pound, it's the, the oldest currency in the world, the British pound. Well, I'm going to find out if that's true for you. So find out at the end of the podcast. <laughs> I've already pressed record. Uh, Lewis, how are you doing? I mean, by the way, best background. I know no one can see it. I will take a picture. Best background oh, so far. Thank you. My wife will be very happy with that. This is like the photo collage. We've not actually decorated. We've only been here like six months. Is that um, the only part of the room that's been decorated? Is that what you're saying? The rest is just... <laughs> if I spin you round, it's just like blank, shitty white. <laughs> so it's not an accident. I put you here so you think I'm like really arty. Uh, and cool but uh i'm not it's just that one wall it, well it looks good and arty and Thank cool you. um are you have you been busy i feel like you have being a parent you've moved house this year loads is going on it, it is it, it's surprisingly busy right now like we've moved to we've moved out of east london to margate which is like of course why wouldn't you exactly shoreditch by the sea um i said that the other day and i kid you not there's someone we were eating outside in a pub garden, and I'm pretty, sh- I'm 99% sure that the bloke went wanker. <laughs> but the um, funny thing, he's <laughs> <I'm> still laughing. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a tagline for this podcast, by the way. That's a tagline for your show, Shortage oh, by the No, because that makes me that guy. I'm that guy. I took the piss out of people for saying it now, but I actually say it when describing Margate. So, and uh, people hate me for it. Brilliant. Any, anyway, so and you and you have a lovely kid as well. Mm-hmm. 
India Rose is her name. Um, she was born uh, just over a year ago. We just had her first birthday, and it's been a it's been a roller coaster, man. Uh, but a wonderful we just, one. Uh, absolutely wonderful one. We just we were living in a little one bed flat in East London, like I said, and we got out just in time to this little cottage, um, and being able to have space and freedom during lockdown, like not everyone had that, um, and to be so close to the beach, we were just it was very stressful and it was really tough and we've had our ups and downs but we were just like very grateful and like oh this is amazing you know so totally worth it i'm gonna say totally worth it totally worth it exactly um Um, okay let's go into i mean there must be you were in east london before so there's food's gonna be great there is the food comparable in margate dude it's incredible and you get to do it like on the harbour's arms so it's like Yeah, it's like this. You've got like that. Just sounds like a gay club. Yeah, and you get to do it on the harbour's arms. Oh, we all know what that means, Reeves. Yeah, Lewis, why are you going out again? You're not going to the harbour's arms. No, don't worry. All I'm doing is three times today. (laughs) Um, But it's wicked, man. It's It's there's loads of like over the last Margate's had its ups and downs over like the last hundred years, like famously, and then the last twenty years, people, you know from creative backgrounds have moved out this way. You know, the Turner contemporary trace, I mean, uh, Yemen is like, you know, infamous with this area. Uh, and it's just slowly building up and it's making this amazing little community and everyone's in it together. And it feels like a bit of, um, like a bit of a movement, like what maybe Brighton felt like. Um, so I'm just enjoying sort of uh, being part of that, but I'm sort of trying to get into like friendship groups and everyone's a bit like, hmm. No, you mate. Yeah, we've seen you on the arms. You just use you just use your child. You just use India to get in. You're like, I have a dog, and no one knows my name, but they know my dog's name. That's what. That's how it works. Yeah, that's how I use social media as well. I need a good hit. I'm like, just get India out. Like, that's it. You know, I've got the dad bod now, so I can't take my top off. That those days are gone. Whatever. whatever. Yeah, mate. Honestly, I know. I know you're into your fitness still. Stop it. So, okay. food-wise, uh, what's what's what are you eating right now in Margate? What's going on? What's the best food? Oh, there's ama- uh, amazing places. There's um, so you've got a place called the Sun Deck um, out on the coast, which is by this like little London bus, and it's just by a tidal pool, uh, and it's called Po' Boy Cafe. And they do like everything from like fish and chips. Um, but my favorite thing is there's like this like tofu bun, which is like this South nice. Korean spicy mix. That's amazing. Sorry, I just burped when I was doing that. <laughs> I don't know if you. <laughs> we called them food memories. So if you've had yeah. breakfast, it's my food memory. Yeah, I said fish and chips, and I was like, <laughs> sorry, sorry, everybody who's listening. <laughs> they love that everyone burps okay Okay. we're cool okay so that's really good um i tell you what is quite good um and this is how i know margate's gone up a little bit is that um on deliveroo uh i can get m&s delivery really mate it's amazing so like you know it gets to eight o'clock especially lockdown and whatever um i'd be like get a nice bottle of sparkling from m&s like really slubbing it (laughs) <laughs> you can tell you live in quite a nice place when you can get delivery marks and spencers to your door in it in it so i'm quite <laughs> chuffed about that um 
I mean, the fish and chips. I mean, we live predominantly vegan lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, but we do have the occasional cheeky fish and chips. I think you're allowed, it's a spectrum. It's a spectrum being a vegan. Right. And you're allowed to each side. Exactly. I think the idea and the principle behind it all, I'm not speaking for all vegans here, um, but it's... He's speaking it's just, for all vegans. All yeah. All of you. On behalf of the vegan community, uh, it's about sustainability, isn't it? Um, and I think trying to be as vegan as possible in your lifestyle is the way that I sort of... I'm allowed to eat fish and chips if I want, is what I'm saying. You just don't need to scream about it or tell people on podcasts. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah. My wife keeps yeah. saying that. You don't need to tell people everything. <laughs> um, food wise, I always take you all the way back. I take guests back all the way back. Uh, what were you eating when you were a kid? Is uh, What was on the table? <sighs> like, oh, my God. Like, my nana. So I'm from Doncaster, Yorkshire. Like, like, literally, my nana would cook hot pots all the time. If you stick a, like, say, if you were to do a beautiful hot pot dish, you spent hours, do you know what I mean, eight hours roasting or whatever, I'd, I wouldn't eat it. I'd be like, this is bollocks. I'm sorry, Daniel, thanks so much, but I'm not eating this. I'm sick of hot pots. I'll never eat another hot pot again because my, my nana cooked. Um, and then on top of that, my mum was crap, like, like world-famous crap at cooking. An amazing mum, don't get me wrong, crap cook like microwave fish like she burned toast and then we just have to like come on like me and my brother's like we can do this we can do this um so food's like a thing that's come to me and i've got better as a cook as i've got older and more appreciative but it's taken a while for my palate to adjust from like quite bad standards i'd say Okay, so we'll put you back. Uh, we'll get you away from your childhood cooking scandals, which I always okay. find funny when people go, my parents couldn't cook. I was like, well, did you try? You're like, no. Um, as- yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I lived there until I was 25. Um, so <laughs> what would you say when it comes to food? What is the best thing for you, Lewis? Oh, do you know what, mate? I know this is gonna, everyone's going to go, absolutely not. I'm loving tofu at the moment. Absolutely loving it. I love doing like... Uh, stir fries bit of soy sauce i get a load of like corn flour roll the tofu and that make sure i drain it because it gives you especially like someone like me who's eaten meat their whole life it gives it like that meaty texture or like it being fried but it's like nowhere near as fatty or as bad for you and you can flavor it with whatever you want that's my thing and it's full of protein there you Lewis go. Reeves, there's tofu <laughs> <laughs> Well, I expect to see this on your Instagram later on, just holding yeah, a exactly. pack of food. You'll be like, oh, that's why he's done it. I see cheeky, it, yep. Cheeky sod. He's getting sponsored there. He's got 25,000 likes on that post. It's... Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it, mate. I think it's we all want. <laughs> so I'm going to say for you, the best thing when it comes to food is tofu. Ooh. I don't want to be, I mean, pizza. Pizza is the best thing in the world, isn't it? Oh, I don't pizza want to. Things. Will you put fruit on a pizza? Is that a yes no, or no? No, that'd be stupid. <laughs> I I understand it. Although we went to we we did like a normal thing this week. We went to some people that we've met in Margate. We went over to their house, and she's um, Jules is a really like amazing cook. She cooks at the Egg in London. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like we had like homemade pizzas and she was like putting oh. fla- flowers on it and stuff and i was being like classic me like oh i don't know about that but, <laughs> yorkshireman uh, yeah yeah she just put a flower <laughs> on the pizza mate but, i don't know 
And then like by the end of the night, I'm like, incredible. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> incredible. So if we were saying favorite food, yeah, it's pizza all day long. Okay. So best thing about food is pizza. Maybe with some tofu on it. Some tofu just yeah, on mad. Why not? I don't think you can sprinkle tofu, but it's fine. You can, uh, okay. you can do what you want. <laughs> well, I'll try to. Uh, next up, we're going to be talking travel. Okay. So, Lewis, travel. Um, been anywhere nice recently? Obviously, nowhere's been. No one's been anywhere nice recently. But like in the last couple of years, last couple of years. I mean, it's pretty busy work-wise. Um, I don't get to generally travel that to many exotic places. Like, I'm always like in film studios in Croydon. Nice. You know what I mean, so many of my mates like, yeah, I'm filming in Budapest at the moment, um, and they're like, "Where are you, Lewis?" I'm like, "Uh." Do you know the main roundabout in Croydon? <laughs> uh, just off there, mate. <laughs> you're keeping it real, is what you're trying to say. You're keeping it real. I'm keeping it cheap. That's why people employ me, mate. <laughs> but like, what are you do for that? I'm like, yeah. Anything, whatever yeah. it is, I don't care what it is. When you're in the Bahamas, you can uh, you can do a lot of uh, a lot of TikToking yourself. It's fine. <laughs> oh, that'd be, that would be a dream. Although I'd moan about that because I'm so pale. I'd be like, oh, tell me it's about Croydon. <laughs> So you you, you are a hardworking man. Um, is there wh- where did you go when you were growing up? Where were the sort of places you went to? Um, I mean, early family holidays. My mum was amazing actually um, at taking us at wicked trips. We never sort of went like abroad as such, but we'd go to the Peak District and the Lake District um, quite a lot. Sort of just going on big walks and things like that. Um, and we'd go to St. Ives pretty much every year. I love St. Ives. St. Ives is everyone's little, I think everyone's little secret because like you think it's secret and then you talk to people and like everyone goes yeah. there. Yeah, it's um, beautiful. So picturesque. And we've got, amazingly, we've got um, some family friends, okay? So we have been going since me about seven or eight, since I was about seven or eight. So Joel, my younger brother, would have been... Uh, about four um and we met these triplets there and amazingly the triplets are two identical twins um and then there's a boy triplet as well it's like really 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 rare um and we the used odd to go one out we... straight away like he's just yeah. odd one out it's like oh exactly right? about, oh with the triplets but <laughs> no you're not mate no you're not um and uh we used to go every year and then i think we just sort of stopped going and we lost um uh, we, we just lost contact with them and we, we tried to get in contact and they were trying to get in contact with us for years because we'd sort of been holidaying for like 10 years uh, and then only maybe maybe about six seven years ago now um my mum found them on facebook and we had this amazing like reunited moment and we went to the steps where we've got this picture uh, but we've all got families now so there's this picture outside the holiday lodge where we used to stay um and there was just like five or six of us but now there's like 15 everyone's got kids and stuff and we're all a bit old and we had like this big reunited moment it was brilliant oh. it turns out it was the uh, it was different triplets um which was a bit <laughs> awkward <laughs> no it was no it was no that would be amazing um wrong family mum oh. yeah oh. yeah silly it was a nice moment and it'll get loads of likes on facebook 
That's all they care about, isn't it? You yeah, know, when exactly. your parents throw you stuff at Facebook that you saw about 15 years ago. Have you seen this video? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I've are. seen it. So St. Ives is like a, uh, it's sort of like a little special place for us. Where haven't you been that you're like, I definitely want to get to that place. And, uh, you know, you've seen on documentaries or your friends have sort of shown off on Instagram and you're like, oh, God damn it, I really want to go. Where Where are those places that you haven't got a chance to go yet? Um. I'd probably say I love doing outdoorsy things and I think probably the best place for that is New Zealand. Um, it just seems like every friend, every person that I speak to about New Zealand has a positive experience. It's the type of place where you go around one corner and it's snowing and you can go skiing and then you can go surfing around the next corner like that. It would be an absolute dream. And to go visit like Peter Jackson's, set like the hobbit and stuff like that do proper geeky stuff brilliant i think uh they, they say that new zealand's a little bit like england though don't they <laughs> i don't know why obviously because you could just go up the top and you could go skiing in scotland and then you can also go this is true and it's sort is... of like that but i think there's an element of there's a laid-backness with new zealand and also what is there like five million people there? I don't know. Well, fat chicken that I have no idea. And if you don't know what fat chicken is, just listen to the podcast. Um, yeah, just <laughs> pay attention, please. The current population of New Zealand is four million eight hundred thirty-six thousand eight hundred twenty-three as of Sunday, November the fifteenth, twenty twenty. Yeah, so New Zealand seems that destination. It's a long way to go. Um, but it is a long way to go for you and your wife, and and uh, it is your wife, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did the honourable like, thing after um, getting her up the duff. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, get down that aisle. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so holidays, uh, you know, and and London, you you know, you loved. Do you love East London? I, I'm taking. Yeah, I, well, L- London. I've been sort of like living in sort of the last ten years. That's where my. It was like a really scary moment coming out of that little bubble. Um, but being in Margate, I sort of feel like it's just sort of an extended little borough. So yeah, I'm, I'm always exactly, um, so I can get into it really quick. That doesn't bother me too much. So, what would you say for you is the best thing about travel? I mean, a lot of people just said, you know, air, some people said airplanes or airports or or, or or destinations. But for you, is there is it a location? Is it just that it's, little getaway? It's experiences. Like travel always brings sort of something new for you. Like with work, sometimes I do get to go to quite nice places. And when I was doing this, FIFA stuff because I know you're a FIFA fan. I oh, am. Yeah. Um, uh, the EA Sports, like the motion capture studio, that's based in Vancouver. Um, for anyone that hasn't been to Vancouver, like it's incredible. It's so beautiful. They're like the way of life, and I don't. Everyone's fit and everyone's healthy, and the city runs on like hydropower. And there's like it's it's all renewable, and it's just I felt shit. I was just like, oh. God, you've all got it so good, haven't you? Well done. But it rains all the time, so I was like, yeah, in your face. And it's cold. It's cold it, through it winter is, a lot. It is cold, but it is so beautiful. Like, I drove from Vancouver up to Whistler, and just the drive alone, like, that is, is stunning. And all of British Columbia, that was one of the jobs where I was like, oh, my God, I'm, I, I was there for like a month. I've made it. Yeah, it was just lush. <laughs> Although I did mess up because they put us in um, – in business class flying. Now, no. if you fly first class or business class, which I've only ever done once or twice in my life. Yeah, through work that, is always the way. <laughs> yeah, it's always, yeah, I'm not paying that. I've got a mortgage. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> that is the best thing about travel. Um, and because I remember like, there was like a lounge. I didn't know people went to lounges in airports. It's incredible. It's unreal, right? So I went to the bar. By the way, match of the days on. So I'm like, brilliant. Um, and I'm like, yeah, can I have a lager top? Because I'm classy and it's 9.30 in the morning. Uh, and then I had my wallet out and they're like, oh no, it's free bar. I was like, excuse me, Pourquoi? excuse what? moi, because <laughs> I knew I was going to Canada. Um, <laughs> getting in the lingo already, getting in the lingo. Exactly. So I had probably about four pints and I had about six bowls of M&Ms, uh, watched, watched match of the day, then got on the plane, like got into my little booth. It was incredible. And then a lady came along and was like, would you like some champagne? I was like, bet your fucking ass I would. Thank you very much. And bring some of those nuts as well, will you? Um, and I overdid it so much. It was such an incredible experience. But the last two hours, especially when descending, the worst hangover. In, oh, yeah. It will in, get you. In, in the world. And like the it pressure on my head. I was like pressing the bell for the stewardess. Like, please, can you, please, I need painkillers. Need some paracetamol. She's like, we can't administer that. I'm sorry for legal reasons. I was like, oh, <laughs> So if I ever get That's the opportunity I'm, again, I'm not... People I'm not in business like to have Xanax, so they just kind of sleep. But I, I don't like ever ruining. If I get to fly or get on a train on business, I will enjoy every freaking moment of it. I'm going to say for you, Lewis, the best thing when yeah. it comes to travel is traveling first class or business when someone else is paying. Absolutely. I love that. Uh, next up, we're going to be talking TV and film. You're into TV and film? Yeah, a little bit. Hello everyone, and welcome to Tom's Film Bag, where I, Tom, will be talking about movies that I recommend. The focus of these segments will be on the films that you might have had in your watch list for a long time, but just need one little push to actually follow through on watching them. This week's suggestion is a documentary called Free Solo, which chronicles the journey of Alex Honnold as he prepares to do a free solo climb, i.e. a climb with no equipment, no harness, and no external help, of El Capitan in Yosemite National Park. Here's a quick clip to give you an idea. Does it feel different to be up there without a rope? It's obviously like much higher consequence. People who know a little bit about climbing, they're like, oh, he's totally safe. And then people who really know exactly what he's doing are freaked out. I've thought about El Cap like for years and every year I'm like, that's really scary. I'll never be content unless I at least put in the effort. El Cap is the most impressive wall on Earth. It's 3,200 feet of sheer granite. It's the center of the rock climbing universe. Obviously, I get interview questions about it all the time. Oh, would you like to do that? And you're like, yes, for sure. The film was widely acclaimed by critics and received multiple awards, even managing to win the Oscar for Best Documentary Feature in 2019. It's tense, it's exciting, it's terrifying, and it's fascinating to find out what this guy is willing to sacrifice in order to achieve his goals, and the struggles he'll have to endure throughout. The documentary goes to great lengths to explore Honnold as a person, through his motivations, his lifestyle, his relationships, and how these all affect his aspirations to conquer El Capitan, and vice versa. If you're interested, you can watch the film right now on Disney Plus. And we'll see you next time for another film recommendation. TV and film. Uh, so, I mean, you've you've done a little bit of TV and film. I've in your done time, a little bit. That's generally sort of my 
my sort of bag really yeah yeah i mean you started you're you're an actor yeah. i'm an actor did you say that is i allowed to say that is yeah that say I, that actors thesp thespians thefts okay um what where where do you get the bug from where did it come from originally i think it was so my mom single parent three boys lots of energy i think it's fighting for attention mom 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 look at this look at this look at this then you do something shit and she'd be like oh wow you'd be like brilliant that's the standard it's, it's never, never good. good. It's never good. When a kid says, look at this, it is never yeah, good. Yeah, and they never do, like they're on the trampoline, aren't they? And they try and do a flip and it's like, oh, that was so crap. <laughs> yeah, or just chuck ch 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 their arms up in the air and you're like, mate, that is rubbish. Like, I've literally, like, the Olympics was just on. Your standard is. And you got to go, oh, wow. Wow, amazing. Well done. That's so great. But do you reckon that's helping? I don't know if, it, I, I guess in the sense it can I mean, help you. It, it, I guess so, but like I'm an attention-seeking whore, <laughs> you know, now. Like that—that that is what I've sort of made a career of. So I think that's where it, that's that's where it came from. I'm just trying to make my mum laugh and then it was trying to make, you know, school friends laugh. I think lots of people in our industry, you know, you get that bug, like in a classroom, you do something silly. And you're like, ooh, that's that's an interesting feeling. I like that. Um, so just extended showing off. Um, then I actually thought I wanted to be a dancer. So I trained as a dancer for a bit. Um, I think at school, did sort of like GCSEs and then a bit of like contemporary bit of jazz tap on the side. It's the best way to get through school without getting bullied is to start dancing, yeah. I feel. <laughs> yeah, because that just does not alienate you whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, Freddie, well. you might beat my face in, but shuffleboard change, shuffleboard change. Uh, jazz hands in your face, mate. <laughs> Lewis, why have you got a broken nose again? Look at me. I don't really want to talk about it, please. Uh, I messed up the shuffleboard change. <laughs> um, and then that sort of led me sort of wanting to train as an actor. Um, and then I've sort of not really looked back. I went to Royal, uh, the, my big sort of turning point was going to drama school. Uh, and I literally went on my audition in like my jazz pumps uh, and my all blacks because I've read Stan Aslaski. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I'm pretty much the De Niro of the North. I don't know if you've uh, heard of me. Um, and I got a real crude awakening. Um, you, <laughs> you really, you really, really do, don't you? And, um, uh, it took maybe about a year and a half to like stop trying to be something that I'm not maybe like this. I was trying to be this gritty actor thing or whatever. And actually then listen to my training. And then it was just like a light bulb moment went off and it was like, oh, I can, people enjoy me being myself and entertaining. And then I can draw characters from that energy. That was my sort of big journey into the, the professional world, I suppose. What have you uh, been watching recently? Uh, we've had a little bit more time in 2020 to watch uh, all different things on TV, on Netflix, on Amazon Prime. I mean, I've never really watched anything on Amazon Prime, and now I've literally It's good, it isn't it, actually? So it's, uh... That is, yeah, that, that is good. <laughs> I tell you what, I started watching When They See Us on Ooh. Netflix uh, maybe two nights ago, and I've only just got through the first episode because it is so harrowing. Um, and you know, when you have a TV program, you'll have maybe like 
two sides of the story and then you're trying to work out what the truth is. The director and the team behind that, it's a true story, which I think it, why it really hit me hard. Um, they've really got one-sided version of the story and it's you can see these young boys, um, uh, they've been accused of a crime that they didn't commit. And I don't know if it's because I'm a parent now and you can just see how people were being taken advantage of and manipulated. Dude, I was, oh, it's some strong stuff. So I'm determined to get through it, but I have to like buffer it with like modern family at the beginning. And then like maybe some sounds like silly shit because it is so, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah, I think I saw the first episode and it felt the same. And I was just like, I don't know if I can carry on watching this because it seems too... Well, it is real. It you know is. what I mean? These things and these things are happening and, and going on. It's, especially, it's and especially like, you know, we've the Black Lives Matter movement bringing all that stuff so much more to the surface. And amazingly so, it really does. It, it just boils your blood. Um, so I'm trying to get through it in order to be like educate myself um but my god that is that the actors and the director they, they've done an amazing job but bloody hell i definitely have to put like modern family yeah. on afterwards or some family guy anything with family <laughs> i'm the same i'm the same <laughs> <laughs> that's all you go for you just type in the word family and if it yeah. just comes up yeah then absolutely it's fine. i think there's a there's a thing on netflix efforts for family it's a cartoon oh, as well um yeah yeah apparently quite funny um so what would you say when it comes to tv and film what is the best thing for you Lewis, when it comes to tv and film in terms of like programs that i enjoy watching i mean yeah programs you enjoy watching or things you've watched over and over again or things that change you or something completely brand new or something you've been in because you've been in so I, mean, much. I mean the latest thing that i was lucky enough to be a part of was i may destroy you um and to work with and it genuinely, genuinely was, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, like everyone who worked on that job was amazing and just lovely. You never know. There's so many moving compartments um, in film and, you know, editing, like, will it come across? Will the story we're trying to tell be perceived in the right way? Will people enjoy it? Um, and I think that's one of those projects that everything just sort of clicked and everyone seems to be, I've not actually seen it myself. Um, but I've read the script okay. because I I can't. I can't do that. I've, re I've, reached, I've reached an age That's now. Fair. I just know, like, if I watch something with myself in, I'm in a mood. You'll never yeah, act again. I'm in a mood for about two <laughs> days and I'm an absolute ass to be around. Well, you can't change it. You can't change what you did in that exactly. portrayal. But it actually, and I always say this, when it comes to music and acting, anything like that, once you put it out, it actually isn't for you anymore. It's yes, for other people absolutely. to interpret. So it, no matter what you think of it, if you see it or you don't see it, it doesn't really make any difference as long as you can carry on doing yeah. your job. If you find the process of like, do you know what? I don't need to watch myself back or I do need to watch myself back. You just got to do you. Amen. You were very good though. So I'll, I will say you were very Thank good. You, and I've told every single person to to, to watch it. And uh, um, I wouldn't say massively likable. but No, I thought you were very <laughs> no it's... Yeah, no spoilers. Exactly. Although, do you want like an exclusive I think, I think... spoiler? It's not oh, yeah, the full backshot of my bum. That's not my bum. It's not what? actually my bum. Why do they not there's... use your bum? Because without trying to spoil it too much, there's like two versions of me in the room at one point. Yes. Um, so I yes. had to be the version closest to camera. There's a shot of my bum when I'm doing rude, naughty stuff in the bed. 
but then walking out the door, I mean, ain't my bum. You and nakedness. I mean, it's a, it's an ongoing theme. Okay, so we'll get into right, this little okay. thing here. Um, <laughs> is there a film or a TV show that has literally not left you and you just felt that is something that I go back to? I want to show India when she's old enough to watch these sort of things, you know, and I want to sit down with her friends. And if they don't like it and I watch it with my friend, I'm annoyed. <laughs> is there anything that you're just like, that is my, my identity? My classic is Goodwill Hunting. Like, I just love that. Yeah, Great Robin film. Williams' performance in that, I think it's what he won Best Supporting Actor for at the Academy Awards. It's just amazing. And that is like, I've literally geeked out on that. Like, that would be my mastermind subject. Like, that's my go-to. And it, I always cry. And you know what it's like when you know films so well, as soon as you hear, like, the music starting for the bit that's going to be the bit that you cry at, you're off. Um. Yeah. That's my that's my thing. I think it's probably because I see myself as a young genius, you know, struggling in Boston. Uh, well, um, <laughs> in Margate now, now with my M and S delivery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a struggle. So I'm going to say, when it comes to TV and film, obviously we will say uh, I May Destroy you should be in there. But you know, I'm not being biased because okay. you're in it. But if you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. Um, and but I'm going to say, Good Will Hunting is going to be yeah, the best thing when it comes yeah, to TV and film for you. That. Yeah. Uh, another easy subject we'll talk about. What is the best thing to do with music? We'll find out after this. Break a sweat, overthinking, overgrown. Hi everyone, it's Bethia from Bethia's Beats. My chosen artist for this week is the very talented FJ Law, who is an artist and producer from the southeast of England. He was previously in a band called Little Giants, but has now kickstarted his solo career with an incredible debut single called Friends, which is currently playing in the background right now. I just absolutely love this song. He has so, so much more exciting music to come, so make sure you follow him on his socials to keep up to date with what he's doing. To listen to the full version of Friends, it will be playing at the end of the podcast, along with all the details of FJ Law's social media and where to find the song. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next time. Guess I lost my composure So much for closure Then you started with my friends Music. Lewis, um, what are you listening to right now? What is uh, shuffling on your iPod shuffle? <laughs> Ooh, um, shuffling on the old iPod shuffle, which I've not used since like 2005. But we um, still have it. We still well, have it. It's somewhere. It's in the it. drawer. Sorry. Okay. Um, who, mm, oh, Gregory, great. Gregory, oh. <laughs> Gregory Porter is my, um, is my go-to at the moment, absolutely, because he's just got a new album out called i don't know what it is i don't know what the plug is but um we can find out we will fact check in that and then someone will go boop and then they'll tell us gregory porter has returned with all rise his sixth studio album cluck cluck have you seen him live no that's the dream we were gonna i think we were gonna try and get tickets for royal albert hall but obviously i think it all got cancelled because of lockdown stuff um but like that would be a dream have you seen him live I did see him live, and I actually did see him at the Royal Albert Hall. But <laughs> it, do you know, like uh, an ex of mine got me tickets, and 
we were I don't know if you know this, but you can get tickets in the stalls that are behind the stage. <laughs> so you're sort what? of on stage of him. No. But the whole of the concert is filmed forwards. So he sort of doesn't turn around. I think he was doing his album as well, like two nights he was recording his album there. And um so we just saw the back of Gregory Porter for two right. hours. It, he sounded great though. So it was it was totally worth it. Yeah, but he is amazing. It's great music to have on. Oh, a little I'll give you a little tip on this. Uh uh JP no PJ Morton. PJ Morton. Um yeah, I think I'll send you a link anyway. Um, he is, I think I've got his name right, hopefully. Uh, he is sensational. Very, very soulful. Uh, okay. Very chilled. Nice little bit. He does this really nice rendition of How Deep Is Your Love by the Bee Gees. Oh um, my God, I've heard it. Yeah. It is unreal. Yeah, he's great, isn't he? Oh, he does it oh my girl, God. He does it with this girl called yeah, Yabba. Yeah, there's a female on it. Sorry, yeah, I'm getting really excited. Sorry. Yeah. And Yabba is amazing. And uh, though... <laughs> Adam, who does this podcast with me, he finds out <laughs> relatively quite annoying because he sings all over the place. But she's great. But um, yeah, that's it. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The there, you go. there you go. There you go. Yeah. And uh, but if you listen to some of the other stuff, and he did the song with JoJo lately, and he won like uh, a Grammy for that for best duet. Um, but yeah, he's pretty. I mean, you're already on it. Um, uh, going back, music wise, what were you listening to when you were a kid? Was it was it emo? <laughs> Um, what, what you my my yeah i definitely i went through a lot of lot of stages i pretty much did it all i think trying to find myself my mum was a big it is a big hippie so growing up we used to listen to a lot of fleetwood mac um classic, but, classic. but all, as she was so she had loads of like hippie sort of tastes um and we listened to a lot of Motown. Big. My mum was really big in the Northern Soul sort of scene. Um, so that sort of like we used to put like talcum powder down on the floor, put some Motown on, start dancing. Um, but also like my mum was like massive powered ballad fan. So we'd have like Celine Dion. Uh, we'd have Whitney. Uh, we have Tony Braxton, Gloria Estefan on repeat, mate like unreal so like I was like a kid but like with the heart of like a middle-aged black woman you, you had know, the just, campiest music ever mate I am that I am super camp and I think it's because of just like it's Gloria Estefan no one knows the words to that by the way no I, no I do I just said them perfect you got them down correctly yeah, well done. Exactly. First person ever. And plus, I had long blonde hair back then. So people used to think I was a little girl just going around Gloria Estefan, but then like going into the boys' toilets, obviously. And like being in Doncaster, I can remember one, I don't know if I could tell this story, but one bloke coming in and be like, Excuse me, young lady, this is for this is for gentlemen. And I was like, Yeah, I am a gentleman. Do you want to see me dick? And this bloke was like, Ah! And my man running after me, like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love when people tell stories and like I don't know if I can tell this. I'm going to tell them. And then um, tell it, yeah. And then I'll get a little tweet, let, a little message saying, "Can you um cut can you edit that?" <laughs> and I'll be like, "Yeah, of course." And then obviously it's not edited out because everyone just hears it. Um, yeah. When it comes to music for you, what is the best thing when it's uh, about music for you? Is it like, an artist? Is it a, is it a vibe? Is it the power ballad you're going to go with Spice Girls? Oof, I don't know. I proposed to my wife at Mumford and Sons. 
So in Leeds, um, that was very special. And what made that super special, I had about 10 pints. I was so pissed. So and special. So special. Uh, I was so nervous. And I was wearing a, I was actually wearing this T-shirt, funnily enough. And oh, this, <laughs> I wore this T-shirt when India, my daughter, was born. So uh, Can I just say, do you have one T-shirt? This yeah, is this is the only T-shirt that I've got. I've so, taken a picture. There you go. So everyone right. else can see. Um, I had this denim jacket on with the sort of fur inside. Um, and But I had the ring in my inside pocket. Uh, and I just kept running these scenarios in my head that, okay, I was going to do it. I was going to do it on um, I Will Wait. Uh, uh, but I just had the idea that it was just going to fall out of my pocket. So I kept kept checking. I was like, there's no way I'm t- taking this jacket off. And by the, by, they, they did it at the end of the gig. So I am dripping, absolutely dripping with sweat. And Charlotte, who's you know, a London girl, she's like, ah, take your jacket off. Take your jacket off now. You look ridiculous. I was like, uh, she was like, why have you still got it on? I was like, um, oh, but it just goes with the outfit, doesn't it? She was like, my look, it's my look. <laughs> You're a dickhead, mate. Um, and then she said yes, which is amazing. And then what we didn't Woo-hoo. realize, which was incredible, um, Charlotte was pregnant. Um, so we found out like a week later. The ironic thing was like, I remember being in Leeds that night. And we're having like a glass of champagne and being like, but we can take it slow. We don't have to get married straight away. Um, and then a week later, oh, I'm pregnant. I was like, hmm? Someone else? So, what? Hmm? <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me reevaluate a few things. I'm still in my overdraft. So I don't know. Um, how much does that? I did an Excel how much, spreadsheet. How much is a baby? Is a baby yeah. a lot of money? Yeah. I did a, an Excel spreadsheet. And Charlotte was like, you are killing the magic of this. I was like, I just want to know what our total income is and expenditure. I mean, never look at that. No. And um, one outweighed the other. Oh, yeah. Always. I don't think no matter how much money you ever earn, it always outweighs. Your your expenditure is incredible. You're like, oh, I might get that ornate um, figurine for the garden. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, you're not. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so M- Mumford and Sons like has like a special place in this house for us. I kind of love that answer. I think it's really, really sweet. So I'm going to say the best thing about music, because there's so many things and, mm. uh, and you know, obviously a Gloria Estefan is probably in there. It's like Room 101. We're trying not to get rid of other music things, but uh, a little yeah. bit of Gregory Porter and hopefully you get to see him live. And if I ever get some free tickets, which I never get free tickets, so I don't know why I said that, but I will get you free tickets for Gregory Porter if I ever do. I go. appreciate the non- nah. Sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say the best thing for Lewis when it comes to music is Mumford and Son, which I think so many things in there is is you know yeah why getting engaged, being sweaty, wearing that jacket, wearing that t-shirt, getting yeah. T-shirt. Uh, next up, we're going to be talking something random. Okay, Lewis, something random. It's not the easiest of categories, but I kind of like it because you can throw up different things that no one would think about. We've had some really peculiar ones. I'm hoping yours is peculiar too. What is something oh, random? What's the best thing about something random? Is it that T-shirt you're wearing? <laughs> no, it's not this T-shirt. This T-shirt really does need to... It's, it's you randomly keep it. stinky right now. <laughs> um, my something random, if I'm allowed to have it, is being creative. 
you can have that. I like that. Can I have Go that? On. Yeah. So That's why 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 is that the best thing about it? Like what what's what, creativity? What why is that important to you? I think, uh, especially as I'm learning, as I'm getting older, as I'm growing as an artist, I suppose, um, I, I realise it's all about creativity um, at, in your mindset and how that becomes just total fulfilment in people in general you can you know you could be someone who does data entry but you find your creative way to put your stamp on the world that your job your little corner of this planet and you could do that in a creative way and I think that just brings you enjoyment and for me it's making film and tv and painting around the house uh, we're going through like a refurb at the moment and if I put a day into whatever creative task I'm just 10 times more fulfilled than 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 doing anything else so that's my that's my whole vibe at the moment I think it's I think it's a really good vibe I think it's uh, a nice little something random because it there's a lot of things that we put against ourselves and we're just like, oh, I can't do that and, and, and I'm not very good at doing this. And I think one of my main things is I just watch a YouTube video and I find one until I can find out how to make a tiramisu. Like, I couldn't make one before, that. but now I can. You know what I mean? And I think it's really important to do. Have you, is there anything you've learned about, you know, yourself and your creative self? You know, and, you know, you, you portray other people when you're acting and stuff like that and you take things from your life, but that sort of creative balance that you have how have you sort of made that usage in your job? You know, how, how have you made that work? Um, what I have realized doing what I do, uh, and over the last few years I've sort of stepped, well, I still, acting is my main thing. Uh, that's how I pay the mortgage or whatever, and that's what I love doing. But also I've realized in the last few years, like, oh, okay, if I was to tell a story, how would I do it? If I was to write it. So I've been making films, um, did one for the BBC and we won Best Film in 2017. Wait, 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 one sec. Oh, oh, stop it. I didn't even do it for that. Stop. <laughs> well, I'm doing, you got a round of applause. You just got okay, a round of thank you. Uh, and we've got a film called Lola, which is out um, on the festival circuit now and doing really well. And I'm about to direct, make my directorial debut. Easy um, to say, easy to say. I did, making my da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And the thing that's, switch for me is um because especially how you're perceived i suppose as like an artist or whatever you call yourself as a creator um it's just not giving a shit because actually the truth is you can go i'm releasing this song i'm doing this album i've made this painting everyone will have an opinion on it everyone will have some form of judgment but i guarantee you no one gives a shit man you can win an oscar um and then five minutes later everyone's like what are you having for two? No one gives a shit as much as you do. So why should you give a shit and not make that thing because of worry? you're worried about people's opinions? Um, so that's been my sort of thing over the last few years of like, do you know what? I'm just going to do it. And it might be this level. Or it might be that level. I'm going to try and make it as best as possible. But my thing at the moment, whether it's making a film or doing a bit of writing with friends, it's just to chuck it out there. It's, put it on the canvas and it'll be what it is and then walk away from it. That's I think you never regret doing projects. I think you never regret it. I think you can find it tough when you're doing it, but when mm. it's finished, I think you're like, I'm glad we did that. 
that's really nice to look back on and like even if you're embarrassed by it like i used to be in a boy band back in the day and we have some music that i wrote and uh, i need to see (laughs) this now I'll, I'll send you some videos uh, oh, yeah. and uh, I'll send you some music and, uh, but it, it is incredibly terrible, but actually I'm really proud that we kind of did it. And it's nice to have, you know, it's those sort of things that, okay, granddad was never in the boy band, but if he was in like a little folk band when he was a, you know, when he was younger yeah. and someone just gave me like a recording of his, I'd be like, Oh my goodness, that's amazing. And for that's you so to special. do what you're doing, you know, you're setting up, you know, and you're allowing India to see, you know, your kid to see, Daddy's and mummy is creative, and that means I can do anything I want to do. And I think that is so important to have. And I think that, that she's very lucky to have you and and Charlotte as parents because there there's something you have from saying it's okay if I fail, or it's okay if it doesn't go right. It's not okay if I don't do it or I don't try. Yeah, totally, man. That's so profound. I think I think that's the uh, that's the winning. I, I was I was reading that actually off you uh, off uh, Google. Oh right, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Foundquotes.com. Um, yeah, that's that. I think that's what it's all about. Fail and fail spectacularly. Yeah, keep on failing. That's it. Keep, like you, you, you only learn. You only. I actually don't learn anything from being a success. If I do anything and it's successful straight away, I don't care about it. If it doesn't work and I have to strive for two, three, four, seven years, and then mm. I make it work, I'm like, yes, because then it doesn't break yeah. down as quickly. Yeah, because so I know true. how to. I know how to fix it again instead of it just going. Oh, I got loads of success in the beginning. I don't really care about. It. I haven't put the effort into it because if it if I did get success and stuff, I literally don't put the effort into it that I, I need to. There, there's something very true about that, isn't it? It's just something something when it comes to not too easy because you always try hard, but when it comes first time of asking, you're like, oh, well, that's that's that accomplished or whatever. I love your answer. It's amazing. Uh, I'm going to say the best thing um, uh, about something random is being creative and creativity. Um, okay, here's the question I've added to season two for you. Oh, here we um, go. I know. I do apologize. We do get a little break, so I'll give you a little break. Uh, okay. Here we go. What is the best thing, Lois, when it comes to you? We'll find out after this. I know this is not the easiest of questions, uh, but mm. what is the best thing when it comes to you, Lewis? Oh, God. If, if this isn't being recorded, I know we can see each other, but if anyone could see, I'm just like having a, <laughs> such a sweat on right now. Take the jacket off. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. No, we don't want to. <laughs> um, uh, the best thing. Best thing about me is my um, Gloria Estefan record collection. No, no, it's not. I wish that was true. I nearly wrote that down. I, I literally was like, oh, okay, okay. No, okay. <laughs> um, um, oh god, I would say if we're trying to be positive, because being British, it's quite hard to say good things about ourselves, it isn't is. it? Hence, hence why I'm doing this question. Um. Uh, I would say uh, strong quality that I have. It's like a job interview now. Well, the qualities I possess uh, is I'm very good at things um, in situations. Filing. I'm very good at filing. Filing, yeah. Organisation. Um, I'd say I'm, uh, I'm a doer. If I can have that. You um, 
Uh, and that can also be one of my worst things as well, because I, if I've got something in my head and I want to do it, it's, it's a really great energy. And I think it's from like having so many setbacks and not being like, oh, get the little violin out, you can put some music over this bit, yeah. Um, but I think that when you are a person that, uh, say, has been rejected a lot or you've had your, like we all do, we've had our own sort of hills to climb, mountains to climb, not hills. That's probably not, but mountains uh, are big, some, a lot some, bigger. Some, some hills are very high. Some hills are very high, yeah. Um, I think it breeds uh, an energy, and energy comes from that. I've been like, right, no one's going to do this for me. And if if I want this done, I've got to jump in both both feet it's all or nothing with me um which is fantastic because things get done uh, but also at the same time uh things can maybe get neglected as well or you can literally run yourself into the ground like if yes, i'm doing yeah. a part or something like that's all i think about um and that cannot always be healthy but um it's fantastic for getting to like the film that i'm doing at the moment to get people to to believe in you and feel confident, you've got to be like, right, this is what we're doing. This is how I see it. Because as soon as, you know, if you're captaining a ship and you go, well, I sort of think it's over there, you're hitting an iceberg, mate. <laughs> Categorically. But if you go yeah. like, right, we're going over there. This is what we're doing. I believe in this. Come with me. We're going to be all right. I think people will follow you. And I think that is my... That's my thing. I'm a doer. I'll get up. If I say I'm going to do it, I will do it. I might not be very good at it, but it'll get done. I think that's a perfect answer. I think that's really, really nice there. Yeah, good. I, I think everyone could be better if they were a bit more of a doer than a sayer. A lot of people are sayers, I feel, sometimes, and it's good to just get projects done. And I've learned that over the beginning of this year and everything happening and lockdown and stuff. And I could have just sat eating Pringles in my underwear, watching and playing FIFA and, you know, and there was no football on, so I couldn't do yeah. that for a while, but you know, and then I thought, do you know what? I'm going to get up and do stuff. So I just started doing a workout every morning or going for yeah. a run or started writing stuff or, you know, just try to be productive. So I love the fact that you're all doing it. It's amazing. Uh, so that's it. Uh, what's coming up next for you? Uh, obviously you've got your short film you're doing right now. Yeah, Harry the Hamster, it's called. Love that. Um, yeah, it's a mixture of uh, live action with a sprinkle of animation, is what I'm saying. Uh, it's a short short. It should be about five or six minutes. Um, there's some amazing people uh, I've got supporting me that I'd like to say thank you to. I've got Margate uh, Art School. Um, they're helping. Southeast Creatives have helped us. Uh, and I've got some amazing producers and a great team around us. Um, also, we... Uh, because of lockdown, I've half fit, uh, half filmed uh, season four of Unforgotten for ITV. Hello. Love so, that. So we are picking that up, hopefully. You will. Hopefully. You will. This, this September is what we're looking at. COVID restrictions, you know, obviously. Um, but those are my two things that I'm really looking forward to getting done. And though they should be out soon. Well, Fingers that crossed. sounds absolutely amazing. Well, Pip, uh, where can people find you if they want to uh, see you inhaling um, helium balloons and sing a Lamar song? <laughs> I'm dating yeah. this massively now, so it's fine. Yeah, it's just at Lewis Reeves on Instagram and at Lewis Reeves one. Um, 
on Twitter, I think. Cause some, Does it annoy you that so someone, someone took your name and you have to be Yeah, if, if Lewis Reeves is listening to this podcast, mate, I am coming for you. I'm going to tag him in. I'm going to tag him in. Whoever it yeah. is, I'm going to tag them in. Tag, Lewis, stop playing silly buggers, mate. I've got a career here. But fair play to him. He can have it. If he got it, he's fair play. Also, if you want to hear more from Lewis Reeves, you can find him on Jesse Smith's podcast. I can't even say his name. Jesse Smith's podcast, uh, Staying Alive, uh, where he talks about football and uh, his acting stuff as well. Uh, you've been an absolute star. Thank you so much, Lewis. Uh, and good luck with everything you're doing in the future. Mate, thank you so much for having me on the show. Harry the Hamster. It. I'm very excited to, uh, to watch this. It's going to be awesome. And okay. I'm forgotten when it comes back. Yes. Anyway, okay, cool. I'll stop speaking. Um, have a good one. Thank you so much. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Thank you to the great Lewis Reeves. A delight to get to interview him as he is such a talented, talented actor and a wonderful human being. So thank you so much. Thank you to Adam Harris giving us those fat chickens. Make sure you listen right to the end to find out the answer. Thank you to Bethia Beats bringing us the best in brand new music. This song will be played right at the end of the podcast too, just after this. Thank you also to Professor Oli Giu to make sure we're lovely edited and put together. Thank you to, loads of thank yous here. Thank you to Film Bag to make sure we don't miss any of those films. And of course, thank you to the wonderful people who do the music in the background, which is Jimmy Lundy and Tom Baxter. And the artwork is done by JMD, so thank you to them. Next up, we're going to have Adam Harris's Fat Chicken Answer, followed by Bethia Beat's Track of the Pod. See you next time. Yo, yo, fat chicken. Well done for sitting through Daniel Johnson's podcast there. Do you make up any other words this week? He says, I've not been listening in. He makes up words. Listen out for it next week. Um, I was finding out for you whether the pound is the oldest currency. The British, good old British pound is the world's oldest currency. It's 1,200 years old, dating back to Anglo-Saxon times whenever that was, well, 1,200 years ago, I presume. I'll be back with another one of those for you on the next episode. Break a sweat Overthinking overgrown My ship's a wreck And I know I can't fix it on my own Did you try?